Welcome, everyone. Highfalutin Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number 154. And it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what is up? What is up? I'm fired up today. I yeah, we were, uh, we had a nice little fired up conversation before this all started. I thought I was the only one that was pissed off at a lot of stuff. And you were like fucking wound up too, man. All I can say is beware the Ides of March. <laughs> That's what it is. Something yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone just got pissed off on Pi Day the day before, just got all <laughs> jacked, and then just did went all stabby the next day. It was this shitty Pi Day, started stabbing people. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, you know what I think it could be? I think people are starting to get concerned about the end of ski season. Not that they should be. The snowpack is out of hand in a good way. It's beautiful all over the country right now. But I think people, once it starts getting like that first like 60 degree, like not fluke January, February day, like March use and like daylight savings. You know what it is? Daylight fucking savings time. That's why everyone's pissed off. Everyone's getting, no one's getting enough sleep. We don't get enough sleep to begin with. Everyone's jacked up on coffee and Red Bull and whatever because their lack of sleep because their your um, limbic system. Is that what it is? It's all thrown off. I don't even know. I, I feel like I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. It's weird. It's not the limbic system. It's a different system that regulates your sleep. System. It sounds good to me. <laughs> you be drinking Landax or you know some shit. You just write to us and let us know how stupid we we sound. Because ski bump podcast at gmail dot com. I think circadian rhythm. That's part of it, right? Isn't that part of your sleeping system? Circadian rhythm, yeah. I guess that's yeah, that's the cycle of sleeping. I don't know. Ask me how I did them. Me and the rhythm hit them. Is is it a full moon or something? I think Mercury perhaps is in retrograde. There's a lot of stuff going on in the universe right now. Some shit is lining up that's making me fucking crazy. I don't know. We're all jacked up today. You know. I gotta look at the lunar calendar. You better check your horse. I'll tell you what, there was there was there's been a few days that I've been like ready to go fucking crazy. And like, I had to go for a bike ride or something like that. I'm like, I got to get out of this house. Did Elon Musk accidentally like blow something up in space and not telling us? It was like a shining. Like I was up. I was like, I will fucking I just get out. It's going to make me crazy. You got to do what you got to do. March 14th, March 20th is the worm moon. The Maybe worm moon? Fucking everything up. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with the daylight savings time plus the Ides of March, like the combo. I think it's the Ides of March that that gets me going. I think yeah, I think everyone's getting stabby. That's, good enough to take take out Emperor Caesar. It's good enough for me. That's true. Et tu, Brute. That's right. <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening. Check us out skibumpodcast.com. All of our info and previous episodes are there. Like we mentioned before, hit us up, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We're on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at skibumpodcast. We're on Pinterest as Highfalutins. We are on SoundCloud as highfalutin-skibum. We're on YouTube. You got to search for us, though. Again, all the links are on the website. Also, if you love us and you want to help us out, what you could do is you can go to our website. There is a support section. We have links to our crypto wallets if you want to send us some ethereum or bitcoin we would love that yeah we're still working on the patreon thing that's taking a little bit of time we've been busy skiing and doing other stuff also we underachieve that's that's our motto 
we're trying to i think i think greatness we're in, still in pre-greatness still we're in pre-greatness we're in the pre-greatness phase but also while you're on the website there is the shop section so if you want to get a sweet sweatshirt or t-shirts hats we got a bunch of stuff there it's actually been selling pretty well so get it while you can we're i'm already starting to think about next to season's gear so i got ideas i watched that high maintenance show on hbo but the weed the the bike new season yeah the third season's almost over i think all right it's actually until it's over so i can watch it all at once that's a good move yeah i like you watch shows like that and just kind of like i don't know at least for me i get like creatively inspired so i started coming up with some new designs for potential t-shirts or or stuff for next uh for the summer so i want to create more more funkier designs that's kind of what we're looking to do um so yeah, but we have our current run of stuff is still there on the website. And if you want to hit us up for stickers, this week's been a little slower. Ski bump, uh, go to the, our Instagram or actually go to anything and just either DM us or send us an email and we will get you some stickers gratis for free. So you guys can represent um, and we would appreciate that. And we love sharing our stickers and getting them out there out in the wild. And if you could just tag us on any of the socials, we would really love that so hit us up I think everybody got their stickers and they're skiing now showing them off because it was cool right stickers and we getting comments it's good it's cool getting all those comments right like people just uh being like whoa yeah we got them and and people are are sending it out and people are commenting so it's cool so congratulations thank you. to our one of our super fans that's on his honeymoon yes yeah david and his wife they're out there having a great time um, congratulations to them and hope they're having a fantastic honeymoon. Looks like they had a lot of snow too. No yeah. snow, uh, what do we call it? A, pow- a pouty moon? Pouty moon? Pouty moon. Does it get a lot of powder on the honeymoon? It's awesome. I think it's great that they went on their honeymoon skiing. Um, That's the way to do it. I could do it, man. Love yeah. That. Sandals is overrated. I'd rather do just a destination ski wedding. Yeah. That's the way to go. I like ski station. Ski station. Dest ski nation. Man, I get all my, my family that doesn't ski just up in the mountains, but like, how do you like the cold now, motherfuckers? Well, that's the thing. You could do like Tahoe and like everybody would be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the Floridian clan that's like going to be freezing and pissed off the whole time. Like, I don't care. Listen, it'll you know? thin out the herd. That's right. That's yeah. what we need. He's got 13 feet of snow. Fuck all you people. Go right. ski. It's a beautiful thing. You could take an Uber everywhere. I don't care. Well, you could have like a, I wonder if, do they have some sort of, I'm sure you just get like a car service and have it like on demand for like, for like seven days. Just it's the car will always be around. Just yeah, someone some extra hats and gloves and be like, fend for yourself, man. That's it. Just get them some of those little heat packets there and you go. can stick them wherever you need them. Got a shit ton of heat packs. Put them all over your body. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so with that, let's do what we do best. It's time for our pray today. Mario, what are you partaking in this evening? So I'm partaking in the White Claw Hard Seltzer. So um, I did the uh, Spike Seltzer before, and uh, I figured, you know what? It's become a bigger field now, like, because I, I got a little beard out, and I was doing the, um, you know, just the uh, Baca Club. And I uh, figured, you this is mixed already. I like this. So let me try the white claw because I heard it's pretty good. Uh, it's about the same stuff. I don't know. Um, 
I can't drink a lot of these either. Uh, I don't know. It's got a weird stomach. These run right through me, but uh, they're uh, pretty good. Very tasty. This one is the Ruby grapefruit, but I like that they come in like a variety pack. So uh, if, you, if you haven't have them, had them, it's, uh, I don't, I was actually trying to figure out how they make these because they say, you know, spike seltzer, hard seltzer, and it's seltzer and it's a spike, spike sparkling water. So I'm wondering, is it like a brewing process or is it just to take like some kind of hard liquor, like vodka or Everclear and they put it in there? That seems like what they would do, right? Doesn't that seem like the easiest yeah, thing? but I don't know. Like, uh, I guess, remember the wine coolers back in the day? They were a malt, malted beverage, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. I never really thought about that. Like, how do they get the spikage into the seltzer? You know, everybody has their own little... Because spike advertises that there's no zero calories or something like that. This one is 100 calories per can. So it's about the same as, I guess soda is like 120. So there's stuff in there. How is it? Which one do you have? I got the White Claw, the Ruby Grapefruit. So it's Ruby all right. I'm grapefruit? not a big grapefruit fan. This is actually pretty good. Hmm. Now I can see taking this, putting this in a glass with a little extra seltzer to make it a little more bubbly, and then putting a little, little wedge of lemon or something in there. So wouldn't you be just better off just getting seltzer and vodka pretty much pretty at that much. point? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so basically the good folks at White Claw are providing just grapefruit flavor. Yeah, they're saying that they blend it. I don't know. There's a whole reverse osmosis shit. I don't know. Oh, boy. I don't even want to know. I'm going to close this fucking webpage. There's a lot of science going on there. Yeah. We were talking about this before. Like, I don't know if it's just me or if it's like the internet in general where people being bigger assholes with other websites, but like everything's a fucking pop-up. Yeah. I'm just, I've had it. Had it. I'll just yeah. close websites. But like I'm never going on that website again. The web, the web is just getting generally less fun to use. Again, yeah. more ads, more bullshit, more those stupid chat bots popping up. Like it's just, it's, it's more hassle than it's becoming worth. I love where they put the Google block of, like across what you're looking at. And it's like, well, I can't say I was shopping for something and they put the Google thing across it. And I'm like, it happened th- on three different sites. And I'm like, you close it and it says, well, can you, can you give us like why? And I'm like, you covered what I was fucking looking at. You close it. And then it's a blank box still over the shit you were looking at. It's like, great. You, you didn't help. <laughs> you still have it there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty gross. It's getting one of those weeks. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, how about you? We got it has been one of those weeks. So that's what made me decide to, um, in case of emergency, break glass. Mm. Now, you hooked me up with this beer a few weeks ago when we were hanging out up at Killington. This is I broke out the Lawson's Finest Liquids Double Sunshine. Mm. Yeah, baby. So we've talked about Sip of Sunshine endlessly. And last week, you know, I went on a little rant about the price of sip of sunshine at killington which was actually really funny to listen to afterwards i'll listen to that again and I, you know what i'm spot on on that compl- on that assessment right there you 11 are. bucks well you know what that's why they can bake all that extra all that all the extra snow making they have now it's because of all the goddamn sip of sunshine they're selling right the and profit margin all the way to the bank man the prop they're making 
three X on each can. They're probably they're getting them. For, they're getting them for less. The dude, they're getting them for less than three bucks a can. Definitely. Yeah. And now they're charging eleven. They charging me ten dollars a can now. They got to do something. But people are, you know, what? if they were, if if nobody was buying them, they'd have to drop the price. But yeah. it's they're selling them hand over fist. So whatever they're doing is working. Regardless. The good folks at Lawson's just opened that big, giant, beautiful brewery and uh, tasting room. So obviously, some of that money is, nice is going there. Yeah. So the double sunshine. So if you like the sip, this is almost you take you take the regular sip, and it's just like a it's it's almost lighter, and it's but they're both eight percent, but it it almost tastes again like a more concentrated smoother but lighter version of the sip weird right you it's think... weird yeah it's like so light and smooth you could try them side by side and you'd probably be like i don't know which is the double and which is the, the regular yeah because this is Good a double. yeah this is a double ipa this is eight percent i think regular sip is seven percent right thank you if i'm not mistaken but yeah this one this double feels lighter than the single they're both just unreal. And this is so delicious. I am loving this. Now, when I was up there, we got a few of the, and I, I tried some of the, uh, the triples, the triple mm-hmm. sunshine. Sounds great, but I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I like the double and I like the single. I like the double a lot. Yeah. That's, you're not the first person to say that, that I've talked to as well. I still have the triple in the fridge yeah. and that's probably going to come out. I, I think I may be backing off of April no boozy this month because a bunch of a bunch <laughs> of things pop are popping up that are gonna yeah. prevent me possibly from doing it. But if I do make any sort of effort to take like two or three weeks off at least, that's gonna be the thing I'm gonna drink the day before. So ah, there you go. So I don't yeah. want to keep it too long in the fridge. Well, that one you said we can probably age a little bit though. Could can it? The triple it probably could because it's a it's a pretty boozy one. Um, I would say that you know, kind of like the uh, Dogfish One Twenty. <clears throat> um, you could probably age that one. Hmm. Okay. I would imagine. I mean, you might want to check online, but it's a triple. It's it's got. I think that's. I don't think it's quite like ten, but it's probably like. Uh, it was like twelve or something, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought so. I don't know. Everything to me is like 4%. <laughs> yeah. So we got a couple of articles here in the old, I pray today section. And I'm going to start with, this was a fun article from paste. And it says these disgusting fake liquor brands are probably in a gas station near you. Dude. I love this article. Oh, the triple, by the way, is 10 and a half. It is. Oh, is that it? Okay. 10 and a half. Yeah. So there you go. And yeah, it's these like weird, like fake liquors that they I sell. Think like, I've seen some of these. I might have drank some of these before. Like these are like those like bottom, bottom shelf boozes that like you wonder like who actually buys and drinks this stuff. They are fake ass names though, right? Oh, they're hysterical. Like Hobble Creek is like the bourbon. <laughs> Hobble Creek. Where the fuck is that made? Stroisky is like the vodka. Was it Flashpoint? Is like the cinnamon whiskey. So like, Coven's like oh. a fireball. Dude, think about this. 
Flashpoint is like a ghetto fireball. Like fireball's already to me. I think that's already already there. Maybe yeah, you're fire... doing something ghetto well. Yeah, could you believe something like a ghetto version of something that's ghetto already? That's like having like a ghetto version of Night Train or Old English. Yeah, you can't do that. Not right. Yeah. Well, here you go. They do say it is sold in Florida, so you probably have seen this stuff. Dude, I'm gonna get some of this. I'm send it right up to you. Yeah, I'm gonna get you a nice, like, uh, unbreakable bottle of Stroisky. Well, they say the um, like the Hobble Creek, which I, I'm sure is like a playoff of Knob Creek. <laughs> they say it's actually like a whiskey flavored wine. What? Yeah, damn. 21% ABV. I just, it Do sounds. That? The person writing the article is like, I'm sure it makes a great Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now, there is, um, I think we talked about it at one point. I think I had it on the podcast, maybe around Christmas time or a little bit before. That, that Apothic, they have that Inferno, which is that um, like red wine blend that's aged in whiskey barrels, which is actually yeah. really, really tasty. Especially for like 14, 15 bucks a bottle. Yeah, I've had that. That's good stuff. That's fun and good, but this stuff probably is not as delicious. I I think it's almost like the opposite. You take like some three buck chuck and and find like some some of the most rot gut whiskey you can find and mix it together. That's crazy. Oh, they're saying the um it has a hobble creek. They're saying is Brookstone Distillery, which is a fake name. And they're saying Oh, Buffalo Trace also is owned by Sazerac. Yeah. Isn't wow. that crazy? And has a subsidiary by the name of Brookstone Distilling, which is listed as Frankfort, Kentucky, where Buffalo Trace is made. So I'm wondering if this is like a swill thing that they just make, and they probably make a shit ton of money off of this stuff. Oh, definitely, yeah. Well, I like to they do they go through a whole tasting process in here. Um, so it's weird because they're not... It seems like they're not really liquors. They're just, they're almost like a fortified wine version of whatever the, yeah. they're supposed to be. It's like all chemicals because there's no way. They got to put other shit to make it taste right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they do say surprisingly that the most palatable one is the like fake gin. Yeah, I'm looking at the old Westbury London style <laughs> extra gin. Yeah, I love the names are hysterical too. I love how it's like not London extra dry; it's London style. <laughs> yeah, right. So is it's something? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just it, it's a little creepy when you think about that. You pretty much make anything taste like you want it to taste. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, those people in those like uh, flavor factors. Wine. Yeah, those flavor people are like, they're like magicians, pretty much. The way they can add the different flavors to make things, oh, yeah. you know, taste different. The Carib, the Carib Bay, is it smells like molasses cookie, cookies dipped in rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hooked then. I'm ready. Man, there's Hobble Creek. There's a review on it. Well, they said they, there's one they couldn't find, and it was like the, the fake Baileys. Uh, Declan's. It was a uh, Irish cream wine cocktail. It sold out for St. Patrick's Day. Sold out. 
think about it. If they, if they put that in like a, you know, uh, Irish, uh, Irish uh, coffee. That could be good for a car bomb, there. right? Yeah, a car bomb. Yeah. Is it possible to get drunk on Bailey's? Like, is nah, it physically you... possible to drink enough Bailey's to be drunk? I don't think so. I don't think it's possible. That's a safe. So if you just drink Bailey's on, I think you're okay. Could you imagine what that puke would look like? <laughs> oh, all that dairy in there. Just that curdling. And... Imagine if you're lactose intolerant and you just chug a whole bunch of Bailey's. Is there actually dairy in there? Because like it's not refrigerated when you buy it. It's cream. There's like a... But it's like K-R-E-M-E, like Krispy Kreme. <laughs> it could be. Um, <laughs> I know like if you make it like... There's a lot of places and I know people that have made their own and it tastes pretty, pretty similar. And they make it with actual, uh, I think heavy cream, like whiskey and heavy cream. Yeah. It's a sugar weird probably. Thing. I think they might have to eat it up. I have no idea. Because they don't, I mean, you go to a liquor store, it's not refrigerated. It's just kind of sitting there. Yeah. But if oh, you, if you like when you open guess, it and you don't refrigerate it, then it can get curdly. You open it. Do you have to refrigerate it or not? That's a very good question. I, I, I have and haven't. I don't know if you have to. Yeah. It's a shame that they don't sell deep freezers. Because imagine making like Bailey's popsicles, how awesome that would be in the summertime. That would be good. Like, if, like, what is the temperature at which Bailey's would freeze? Mm. And is it possible to get like some sort of commercial freezer or do you have to go like a laboratory yeah. in order to make those? Ice cream truck rolls around and you get your Bailey's bomb pop. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like a cookie puss made with like Bailey's ice cream. <laughs> kids all hammered, like they're gonna they're gonna sleep after those cookie puss. Gonna shut these goddamn kids up now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> sing happy birthday because you kids are gonna pass the hell out. <laughs> all right, next up. All right, next up we have. Oh crap! This was cool. cool. Yeah, you you. This is your baby. I'll take this up. one. Yeah. You know, I'm a big a big fan of. Uh, the cryptocurrencies and have been for a while. And this one, pretty, this cool. Found pretty cool. So now you can pre-order this $15,000 crypto powered beer vending machine. This was announced at South by Southwest this past week. And it's from the decentralized identity startup civic. And they are the ones. That, so they are a crypto company and they have their own cryptocurrency out. And if you want, I actually wanted to inv invest in this, but I couldn't get into the ICO, which I'm actually super thankful I didn't at this point. But that's not the, neither here nor there. I'm talking about investing in their, they have a, um, their, their civic currency, which is what's used for this machine. But what it does is their whole, their whole blockchain is based on identity so that you can identify yourself you know, through having to give your social security or any of your personal information using the, the civic blockchain. And with that, having this beer vending machine, you could validate your, that you're 21 or older using that civic blockchain, which is why they, they, you know, use it as like a proof of concept, but they are selling these things, which is pretty cool. Do you and, put one of these on like a street corner and people are going to find a way to buy civic to be able to buy this beer? Well, that's the interesting thing about it. You have to use, uh, the civic currency, the uh, CVC, it's about 200 CVC for per beer, which is like 12 bucks at wow. the, uh, at South by Southwest. But they also have their somewhere in public. I guarantee if people start figuring that shit out. Yeah. But they also do, they have their civic pay app, 
which I guess again too, I don't know if you can buy CBC with dollars. Like you could use the Cash App to you know send money from your bank account to buy Bitcoin if it does it has the same sort of feature to it. That's the, seems to be the only sort of rub. But it also, too, you need to use Civic because of their blockchain, because that helps validate your identity being 21 or over. So it's it's a nice, it's cool, it's interesting, and it'll see, it'll be neat to see how this progresses over the next few years, because I think there's there's going to be more devices like this, especially, I know in the uh, the cannabis space, there's a bunch of companies that have started doing that, having, you know, vending machines, but you need some sort of uh, validation of your you know, age or if you're a medical, um, medical user, how to use your, um, medical ID card to get yeah. access to it. Well, if there was so, cool so much doing this. validation needed in our country, like I think that there would be a ton more vending machines for everything because you go to Europe and like, they don't validate cigarettes. So they have vending machines for cigarettes everywhere. It's like, all right. They're just like, if you don't want to, if you're underage, don't smoke. We're not going to regulate it, but just yeah. don't do it. You know, you're old enough to go to war and die for your country at 18, but you can't drink a beer till 21. If you're old enough to put the coins in there and get stuff out, then you're able to have it. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Then now, uh, some places still like still sell sandwiches in vending machines, don't they? Oh, a lot of places. Um, if you, you ever if got you a vending don't... machine sandwich. I haven't, I tell you what, I've had a roll, like a buttered roll at a vending machine probably within the last year. Really? It's just a roll. They come in, they stock it. It's just like your chips or whatever. The dude comes in, they put it in there every day, you know? Yeah, you hope day. every day. Like you just see like, you see the tuna, the tuna fish sandwich fish in there. Sandwich. That's the thing. That's, you're like, that's where you're really a leap of faith right there. You're rolling the dice, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you don't have like a cafeteria in your building, your office building, a lot of times they put those vending machines in and you get, you know, at least if you want something to eat and you forgot your lunch and you don't want to run out, at least you got something, you know, rather than cookies or shit. Dude, do you ever see what ramen costs? You could just buy a whole box of ramen and keep it at your desk. Well, sometimes they put ramen in there. They put the little thing in there. A cup of noodles? A cup of noodles and then you take it out and you microwave it, you know. The buttered rolls uh, and the buttered bagels, it's just... It's a big order roll, same crap that you get at a deli, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, tuna fish is a leap of faith. <laughs> is a <laughs> you're kind of taking your life in your own hand. Like you got to watch. Like, did the guy just put that in and then run to the machine? Oh, just have like a bottle of like spray bleach in your desk just in case, and give a little couple squirts. But there's some places like uh, I remember watching Food Network and they were talking about these places that are like big vendy kind of places where like you get all the food like out of vending machines like kind of cool stuff like that that's kind of sounds like hell that sounds almost like some sort of like post-apocalyptic like you must get the food from the vending machines it is weird i'd rather cafeteria style you ever go to one of those i would rather starve than eat a sandwich from a vending machine yeah and i'm all fancy like you get a cupcake you get like pastry Maybe butter roll. I could do that for a vending machine, but like pretzels every, is where I draw the line. That's all I need. That's all you're worth. No, everything hey, else. I, mean, I have no problem with the butter. I got my butter bell sitting on my counter. I just that's not refrigerated. I'm that's eating that true. all the time. I, I love the butter bell. That changed my life. <laughs> it's a dude. Life I fucking jack everything with butter now. So if anybody doesn't have a butter bell, Nick oh. turned us on to this. Nick, my man, best thing. And he had 
he he turned us on to it and he had the best advice too. He said, this will change your life. You'll eat fresh butter. Like it's just not even in the realm of like, is it melted or not? It's like, it's always fresh and creamy and awesome. But the only advice that he had that, which sadly was true. He said, when that butter bell runs out, if you forget to keep butter, like, you know, if you forget to like get ready to stock it, you lose your shit. Cause you're like, I don't have any fucking butter. Like, like I can't, I can't wait for it to like defrost. I got to use hard fucking butter. Like, like, like the other savages. It's going to tear the bread. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you go to Costco and you buy the carry gold in the four pack. Yeah. Bang. Put it in the freezer. But then, but that's what I mean. You got to like take it, you got to put it in the fridge, let it defrost. Keister it. You got to time it. You got to time it right. And then you got to put it out in time so that it gets nice and soft. So you can put it in you the butter. You can always keister a bar. Just you got to warm that bad boy up. Warm it up. Go to the gym. Keep that but up you, there. But you do lose your shit. Like, talk about bad mood be like fuck i gotta eat like hey ghetto butter man I can't. butter dude i just like lop butter on everything now it's like like any sort of potatoes or rice or bread it's just or like not. big wad of it oh I, you know what there, there <laughs> days bagel like, the other day and i just fucking <laughs> tons of, it melted and then i was like screw it i like it when it's like I like it if you get it just right where it melts a little, but it still leaves the butter on there. Yeah. I put it on too early and it all melted. I put more butter on. (laughs) Dude, I have like moats of butter now, like moats of melted butter around my bread because I'm just like, (laughs) I'll just put more on. You know, it's nice and warm. It's great. But that's the best. That's what you need for pancakes, man. You get pancakes, Mm -hmm. you have hard butter. That's, that's unacceptable. I hate when you go to a restaurant and they put out like the, the hard ass butter that was in the freezer. And it's like, I got pancakes, man. They're hot. I got to put like melt the butter on them now. Dude, I judge butter now so much. Like I used to be like, just whatever. It's just butter. Like you go to like a really shitty place and the butter's white. Like why is the butter yeah. white? What kind of like sickly ass cows <laughs> that aren't jacked up and roided are you not using? You get the carry gold. It's yellow. Like yeah. it's almost like cheese. It's so good. It's like, it's like thick. I've actually eaten spoonfuls of carry gold butter from the butter bell. It's yeah, just I that good. A, I want a piece of toast with Kerrygold on it now. It's not a bad little snack. Get the um, I, I that and the doubler. I love freaking that doubler cheese. That's good stuff. The um, the fitness bread I get from Amazon. I get it like six packs of it, like six pa- like the German bread that like really? rectangle brown like grain bread made with. It's made in Germany, so it actually uses real grain, not this GMO bullshit yeah, wheat we have stuff. here in this country. Nice. Overly GMO'd for massive volume. Monsanto it's like that, brand. the Monsanto brand. Yeah. Now this is like the like old school German grains, like thick. It's like it's thick and dense bread. It's so good with the Kerry Gold on there, toasted. Oh, fantastic, dude! I like Wonder Bread with a little Kerry Gold on it. Wonder Bread. God <laughs> damn. It's like eating liquid sponge sugar, like just sponge sugar. Just, just go to Staples and microwave a whole ream of paper. And that's pretty much Wonder Bread. And just put the put the butter on and then eat it. <laughs> just Perfect. dunk it in water and microwave it. And that's Wonder Bread. It's like sponge sugar, man. It's great. It's like <laughs> sponge. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like I made a dish sponge out of sugar and put crust up. Like that crust isn't real. So Wonder Bread is like candy, but without the sweetness. It's just like. It's like spun sugar, man. It's just, just, and then you put the butter on it. Oof. I don't think I've had Wonder Bread in like years, but I still think about it. <laughs> you ever go past yeah. like the, the Wonder Outlet? 
you have yeah. one of those down by you? It's like, oh, yeah. you, it's like they fucked up the Wonder Bread. <laughs> I don't know what they <laughs> it's did. It's on sale. Up, it's on sale. Like, how'd you fuck it up? It's fucked up to start with. <laughs> but Wonder Bread, like, if you haven't had Wonder Bread, you've been eating real bread, you have Wonder Bread, like, wow, it's delicious. It's light. It's like, there's nothing to it. You could eat literally eat an entire loaf of just toast of Wonder Bread because it's like, it's nothing. It's like, I just ate like a piece of real crust. Like, that's it's how- almost like they took like, the same formula for Twinkies and just didn't put the frosting in it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's bread. Go ahead. It's like the bread version of Twinkies, man. It's Twinkie bread. It's a loaf of Twinkie, really. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to it. Like, I've, I've literally, like, I've gotten Wonder Bread. I think the last time I ate Wonder Bread, I was sick. And I was just getting over a cold. It was probably like three or four years ago. And I got Wonder Bread because I was like getting over a cold. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I just want whatever tastes good. And I got Wonder Bread and I toasted half of that loaf of Wonder Bread and I ate it with butter in one sitting. It was just like, don't, 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 because there's nothing to Wonder Bread. That's one of those things, like when you're sick, like just toast is just so comforting. I was like, whatever, man. I just want Wonder Bread. I don't want any fancy goddamn seeds in there. You want 37 grains. (laughs) I just want, I just want flour. How about that? Yeah, right. (laughs) Flour and sugar. It's almost cake syrup and flour. That's what I want. It's pretty much one step from cake. Exactly. And now, speaking of everything we talked about so far, this last story, yeah, could be a good explanation. So, just to do the buzzkill after uh, talking about the drinking and the eating and stuff. um, So they're saying a new study, which I hate these studies because they're going to come out with another study in another news that that counteracts this, but they're saying as little as a drink a day could be linked to hypertension is what a new study's finding. Michael, fuck yourself, author. So they're saying, you know, how everybody's always said, well, you know, a glass of wine a day, that's good for you. It's good for your heart, blah, blah, blah. Well, now they're saying it's, it could lead to high blood pressure in the long term. Uh, so they're saying if you do have a little bit of alcohol, you should, when you go to your doctor every year, hopefully you go every year or hopefully, um, then uh, have them check your blood pressure when you go just to make sure that you're not exceeding and your, your body is not going crazy. So they're saying um, stage one hypertension, the top reading is 130 to 139, the bottom reading is 80 to 90. Uh, 120 over 80 is usually like normal. Stage two is where the high number is like in the 140 or higher and the low number is about 90. So everything creeps up. Um, I guess type one, stage one is, uh, where the top number creeps up and the bottom number kind of stays near normal. So just keep uh, an idea uh, of, you know, a watch on that. Um, you get older, that also affects things. If you don't exercise, that affects it. So everything affects it. Um, now I wonder too, now, okay. It says hypertension could exist from just one drink a day what is that is it i think it's entirely possible that why maybe you're drinking one drink a day because you hate your commute you're stressed out from a shitty job that brings you no joy or satisfaction and the only thing to get any sort of relief is to have a drink when you get home from your two-hour commute that could be it you know like i think there's so many other factors here that to point the finger at just the alcohol and like you said if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not healthy, again, 
You're commuting two hours to work. You work 10 hours. You hate your job. That's 14 hours of your day that are just misery. You're not going to find factors. You don't find time to exercise. You get six hours of sleep tops. You're having a couple drinks. You know, you got a terrible diet to blame the booze for that is really just, it's, it's just an easy target. You know, it doesn't seem like that's the real reason why it's happening. Exercise is probably one of the the biggest factors in that because if you exercise, you just, I don't know, it just helps with blood pressure a lot. Helps with everything. It helps like your perspective on life. It definitely helps with your hypertension. I mean, you're just not nearly as stressed out if you're, I went for a run today in the, uh, like a a trail run and I haven't run in a couple months. I try to tone it down during ski season because I don't want to hurt myself like because that's the dumbest thing to do is to hurt yourself while training during ski season. But I went out there today and when I was done, like I couldn't be mad at someone cut me off. I was like, eh, I don't really care. You know, I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't have the energy to be mad at you because I'm so tired from how hard I just worked. Good. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> no screwing around. And it's not the beer's fault either that I'm drinking right now. Why I'm hypertension, hypertension, hypertense. Hypertension. Yeah. Hypertensitive. Hypermensch. Hyper- <laughs> it's hypermensch. Yeah, hypermensch. It's guy's a mensch. Hypermensch. <laughs> yeah, that new study, take it or leave it. I mean, there's studies on everything. There's another study. I'm sure you could find another study that says you could drink two glasses of wine or eat beers a day and, I don't know, talk to people in a bar. Yep. Beer never hurt anybody. Yeah. Oh. You know what, though? And you know what you can always do for your hypertension? If you want to dial it back a bit, you could take a little trip. Let's get into the Ganjula. And while you're in the Ganjula, you could just go and grab the bean of the week, which is Lee Roy. And Lee Roy is an Is it indic- Lee Roy or Lee Roy? Ooh, it depends. If you're in Quebec, it's Lee Roy. Lee Roy. But if you're Ontario or one of the other provinces or in the U.S., it'd be Leroy. And Leroy is by Rare Dankness Seeds and is a connoisseur-grade indica-dominant strain with incredible trichome production. It's created by blending a triangle kush with Rare Dankness Number 2. It's a kush-forward aroma intermixed with lemon and lime. The plants prefer cooler temperature and the yield is healthy, if not generous. Utilize Leroy to contend with ADD slash ADHD, depression, gastrointestinal disorders, and nausea. Wow. That sounds wonderful, right? Now, allegedly, perhaps in the state of Massachusetts, this was on the menu at the one of the recreational dispensaries back in December. Oh. Perhaps. That's a lot allegedly. of medicinal properties. Yes. And this is, I love the one review on Leafly because it says, my boyfriend had knee surgery a few months ago and had been prescribed Lortab and then Percocet. After both of those failed to relieve any pain, I got my hands on some Leroy and he can finally get relaxed enough to fall asleep and stay asleep. Mm. It also helps slice through my anxiety like a fucking samurai sword. (laughs) LOL. Stay lifted, my friends. That's a beautiful thing. So instead of being on this prescription, you know, these opioids that could lead you to a really dark place and even bigger problems, you could roll into a dispensary for 15 bucks, get a gram of this and actually get relief. Yeah. And there's no, uh, 
you're not getting a hook. That's a beautiful thing. So Leroy. Pick some up. Yeah. Like that. And maybe perhaps in the next little bit of time, you might be able to get some in the garden state. In the garden state. So that moves us to New Jersey. The legal weed bill is getting ready to come up for a vote. I think they were saying, um, was it the 23rd? Uh, yeah, it's like within two weeks. The oh, 25th is when it's scheduled. So they have a big vote coming in Jersey. Um, I guess the new governor has been working since he got in. He wanted to do his first 100 days, make it legal. That didn't happen. That would have been last March. Yeah. So, um, so wow, a politician that's full of shit. Who would have thought? And in New Jersey? Crazy. <laughs> but what of course, a rarity. You know, he had to convince a lot of other people. So they're saying that he convinced a lot of people and it looks like they have the votes. So it's going to vote March 25th. And they're saying that there's still a number of concerns and a, still a bunch of arguments uh, that could possibly lead to it not going in but it possibly could go in so i guess it's up in the air they, they don't <laughs> nobody know knows anything at this point well yeah they're saying that in the the state senate there's three votes shy and in the or that in the house there's three votes shy and then the senate i think there's six votes shy depends what senator like sent some dick pics that they have that they could blackmail them or who that's got a bag of money or something you know that's your spot on man it's that's exactly what it is like well you know i'm concerned for my constituents who are upset what it could do to the children fuck you you don't give a shit about your constituents all you give a shit about is padding your pockets that's what this all comes down to every single time you know, Stop it with taking you pick. getting a Robert Kraft. How about that? Well, look at fucking oh, Menendez. Vote now. Menendez is like, oh yeah, I gotta go to Dominican Republic for some research. And he's like buying hookers on like our on like tax dollars. Like it's yeah. it's New Jersey is got to be the most corrupt work, goddamn state. It's it's filthy. It's disgusting. And you know what? I'm pretty sure it's not going to pass. I guarantee you, someone's going to fuck this up because that's what New Jersey does. It what takes hopes. In New Jersey, is it? Whoa, whoa, whoa ph- pharmaceutical. Whoa, whoa. Wait, how many pharmaceuticals are headquartered here in New Jersey that's going to lose, potentially lose a ton of money if marijuana is legalized? Yeah. 15, 20 companies? And you know yeah. what? It's, and it's hysterical because the pension fund is always underfunded. There's never enough money to fix the roads. They're always jacking up the toll prices. Everything mm. is always getting more and more expensive. And when they look at a home run right here that they could easily legalize would have minimal costs, they they will find a way to screw it up. What is the, the New Jersey state animal? Is it a rat? It's actually the horse, believe it or not. I thought it was like those big uh, rats that they put up for the union. <laughs> Dude, they had one at, <laughs> you know, um, guy. <laughs> you know, you know, Aldi, like the, the German grocery store, yeah. there's one called Lidl, like L I D L. Yeah. Which is like the same kind of concept, but it's a different company. They have one that opened down by us. I think it was like the first one in the U S and first weekend it opened. They had this, they had the rat out there. Had the blow up rat. The entire parking lot was full and the, uh, they had to move people to the Lowe's parking lot next door because it was so jammed. So, yeah. If anybody that is listening that's not in a, a union state, what happens is they come in and they put this probably like a 20-foot inflatable rat 
And the idea is they're, they're calling all the people that are working that are non-union rats when they're not in the union. So it's the union just going out and protesting that everybody should be in the union and everybody should pay, pay union rates because they pay union dues and the union gets the kickbacks. And- well, because these, this grocery store is really operating like a sweatshop. You know, like they're, they're beating their employees with sticks. Now unions had a purpose many, 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 many years ago, but now all they really are, it's just another institution that's just sucking money from the people. It's pretending to help. It's pretending to help all their union members when all it's doing is just sucking money out of their pockets, every paycheck. And they're fighting for relevance now because, you know, things have changed the way people invest in the stock market has changed. There's a lot of companies that don't have pensions and unions still do the pensions, but you got to put in a ton of money to get that pension. If you, if they do do that. Um, and then the returns are not as, you know, they're, they're, it's still competitive enough to do your own 401k. So, um, like I'm sure some unions, like I'm sure there's some that still make sense to have, but like, but what, what is that? Like grocery baggers, local four, like, like what, what, union is like concerned about grocery store employees. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the union is, I guess, designed for doing the collective bargaining so they can bargain on the employees behalf for wages and everything. But I don't know, with a lot of laws that were put in, there's a lot of that stuff has been legal, you know, put into law. So uh, it's not like you're, they're fighting for necessary conditions. Now it's a, fighting for, you know, a certain amount of overtime, certain amount of, you know, if they want to do layoffs for a company, uh, they'll limit how many people they can lay off at a time, things like that. So I don't know. I just, um, it has a purpose, but, but whether it's needed or not, the fact that they go out there with the whole rat, I think it's hilarious and it's ridiculous and I don't think they should do it. But if you do get a chance to see it, it's pretty magical. Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah, go anywhere in stupid New Jersey. You can find one of these rats pretty much every week. Yeah. At Mountain Creek, they put them up, remember? They Did they really? That, oh, yeah. They were putting up that new lodge. I remember going there. They had the giant rat, and they were, like, all marching out there. And it's, like, so people were, like, getting paid to go and march out there by the union to, to like, support the union. It's, like, What? It was just a whole bizarre scenario. I'd put up a giant sign, like, this is why we don't hire union people because all they do is stand around next to a big fucking rat who's yeah. probably more better at his job than, than they are. So you won't show up to work on time, but you'll show up to stand by a rat and belittle people and make them feel shitty about going into work. That's really, yeah. not it's, cool. it's hysterical. Yeah. They all need a little bit of weed is really what it comes down to. If they had weed. They wouldn't be out there. They'd be like, Oh, I just have a rat that puts out like weed. That'd be great. <laughs> weed smoke. A weed, dis- weed dispensing rat. All right. And with that, you mentioned Mountain Creek Ski Resort, New Jersey. Let's go to Ski News. This is a beautiful thing. So right now we're just about at the Ides of March. And the good folks on official networks put out a story today that snowpack map shows just how good the 2018 slash 19 winter has been for U.S. resorts. As of right now, on their map, they're showing this map shows um, the Western U.S. So they're looking. We're looking at mostly like uh, like Southern Colorado, 
Utah, California. Um, they're like kind of like the highlight areas. And it's looking like eastern Utah and southwestern Colorado are at like 150 to 160 percent snow cap of where they usually are at this time. That's crazy. Like they are crushing it out there. And then, you know, obviously the Sierras are like 180% of where they usually are. Damn. Only where it's kind of a little bit sad right now, it looks like is like the Mexico or um, Arizona, New Mexico border. That area seems to be at 24%, which is pretty low, but that's like, I don't know. That seems really far South. I don't think that's even possible to have snow that far south. Well, everything with mountains has over, like a lot over what they usually get. Then you know what's really sad on this is if you click to maximize this, it takes you to Icon Pass. Takes you to where? Icon Pass. Get out of here. Yep. And you see oh. the border on the thing. This is what we were talking about before. This is why I'm fucking pissed off at the internet. Come on, man. Thanks, unofficial. I know you got to pay your bills, man, but you got the runner on the left side. It's icon. And then they, yeah. Oh, you got to maximize it. You get the little icon to maximize it. Oh, cool. I'm going to do full screen so I could see the whole map bigger. Is it perhaps that you're, you have some sort of virus on your machine? Yeah. And that's just, it's called the internet. (laughs) Facebook and all the other. Yeah. Based people. Mark Zuckerberg and fake Mark Zuckerface and all those other people. Yeah. It's going to start butchering his name all the time. Mark Zuckerface. Just call him Zuckerface. Go Zuck yourself. Go Zuck yourself. They announced that they uh, just let go a whole bunch of uh, executives because they want to take it in a new direction about secure privacy. Get the fuck out They They are rumored to be launching a cryptocurrency in the future. Facebook yeah. coin. Yeah, that's exactly who I'm going to trust with any sort of money, right? Is Facebook. Oh, they'll keep your information safe and secure, right? Naturally, right? Of course, they, everything's safe and secure now. Always they remember. Never, they never feed you stories to, to fuck with you or anything like that. It's all very safe. Always remember, people, if, you, if something is free, then you are the product. That, They're just stealing all your data. Now, this podcast is free, but you know what? That We're not putting ads in here. Have you noticed that? No, you want to information. You know what they do? They take your information. It's creepy as shit. They take your information, they sell it, and they're making tons of money on the information you're willingly giving them. So you're not getting anything for it. And they're taking that and they're making money off you. It's crazy. Yeah. crazy. And and you're, you're slave, happily to the internet. Happily posting more information, more pictures, checking in different locations, all of that information they are putting into some giant database and keeping track of you. Exactly. Let me tell you how much I buy and what I buy and who I know and, and what I did to so-and-so and, and how many connections I have and where I live and where I went and how often I go skiing and how often I take a dump. Like it's, it's crazy. Creepy yeah. and it's crazy. Definitely creepy crazy. Yeah. I had to stop myself from getting all off the rails there. It's a lot of beautiful snow out there though. That's the moral of the story. A lot of right. snow. Colorado, Utah, California, Nevada, tons of snow everywhere still. So if you're looking to make a, a nice like spring break trip, you could do worse. Yeah, we're hitting spring break time and it's going to be going to be magical. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you made plans, you were a smart person to make your plans early. 
Wicked smat. Wicked smat. So speaking of a lot of snow, uh, there's an avalanche that just hit um, Wednesday afternoon. So we're doing this podcast on Thursday. And basically, so yesterday afternoon, an avalanche hit Taos Ski Valley uh, in New Mexico yesterday, burying a house and trapping a woman inside. So um, that's pretty extreme, especially for New Mexico. I know Taos usually gets a decent amount of snow, but they must have gotten a ton. Um, well, Taos has had a weird year because they had those two folks, those two like young guys who died in that avalanche a couple yeah. months back. They've just been in a like a, a sweet spot for snow this year, but yeah, that's that's it's almost been too much at times, unfortunately, for some of these folks. Yeah, well, it's a lot. But uh, they said uh, she was initially unconscious, but was talking and alert when they got her out. Took her to a nearby hospital, so she's okay. Um, but yeah, they, they said they had to get dogs out, make sure nobody else was caught in the snow. I mean, it's pretty scary. I mean, you build a house there because you think I'm not going to get buried by an avalanche. Oh, it's super scary. Yeah. And to be, it to be trapped. I mean, luckily too, like imagine if she'd just gone outside like two minutes before. Was walking her car or what happens if you're on the shitter? What are you going to do? I can't get out. What if you're getting your mail? Yeah. yeah you're you walking right outside. You're getting your freak on, you're trapped. <laughs> you know? Or what if, what if like a Jehovah's Witness comes <laughs> knocking on your door and you slam that door shut and then the avalanche comes? Oh, and then you feel bad because you might have buried That could him be a good thing. Well, or you could be happy because that guy is not coming to your door again. That's right. There so are always... So you, always, you should let them in then? No, you close that door. That's Jehovah take the wheel. Jehovah take the wheel, man. That was, it was his time. That's right. It was just his time. Mormons do that too, right? They go door to door. <laughs> according to the book of mormon yes according to the play <laughs> according to the play by the guys from south park yes they do go door to door i'm going with that because that's all i know about it orlando <laughs> have you seen book of mormon yes it's pretty funny i saw it in tampa oh did we you talking about orlando which was pretty funny orlando yeah. yeah it's the best place in the world apparently according to mormons <laughs> that was pretty funny it was really good pretty dark yeah pretty i was i was surprised how dark it was oh it was still all funny oh it was definitely funny but it was kind of uh it definitely went to a dark place for a while but it was good santa lake city all right next up this is and this is going to be a recurring theme and why don't i take this one because you have the counter to this you take it my man all right so Jackson Hole president admits overcrowding problem in 2019, mainly because they're saying the um, the big passes, which is for Jackson, it's the the epic. I forget which one. That's oh, the icon. So they're saying the icon has increased visitation. Now, Jackson Hole officially is saying it's not necessarily the icon pass that's that's causing it but they're saying an overabundance of snow and the conditions are causing a lot of people to, to come out there and they're saying it's causing a lot of a lot of crowding big lines that they're not used to um and problems with parking so yeah and this i i really think this has got a lot to do with the uh how well the economy has been lately too you know, like yeah. we've been on this like 10 year bull run with the stock market. So I think people have a lot of disposable income too. 
I just, I, I think it's going to get really ugly in the next couple of years. So I think we should all enjoy the, the roaring twenties feel that we have now in 2019, because I think it's going to get ugly and dark in the upcoming future. If uh, it's, it's such a great deal, why wouldn't you do it? And then you're like, well, instead of doing a few days there, I got the pass. I might as well do five days there. Of course, you know, it's, it's driving that business that they wanted to get there. So doing what it was intended. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it looks, it's all about your perspective there. If you're a local and you're used to things not being quite as crowded, then yeah, you're going to be pissed seeing all these extra people. But if you have the past and you're like, Hey man, I've always wanted to come here and we're going to book a trip out here and it was amazing and you're happy you get the chance to do it. So it's, it's really about who you're asking if it's good, if it's bad. It just it it just seems like both of these passes have really caused more trouble than than mm-hmm. they have given back to the ski community. Yeah, because I think it's gonna it's gonna it, it promotes overcrowding where overcrowding did exist and where there's overcrowding already, it, it promotes more overcrowding. So it's kind of it's such a good deal. Yeah, wow. but as you said, the counter to this. Down in good old Telluride, they, you know, there's been talk of overcrowding there, but the head of Telluride is welcoming the folks on the Icon Pass. They are, um, (laughs) oh, they're actually on the Epic Pass. We're talking about the Icon was the one for for Jackson. Telluride's on the Epic. And they said they're very pleased with their membership with the Epic Pass. And they're they welcome people and they're happy people are coming down. And you know, they want to they wanted to make it comfortable for those people. So you know, uh, I don't believe Telluride though, just the demographic of where it is and everything. Like if you think about it, Montrose is about an hour and a half away. They probably want to big build or have reason to build a bigger airport closer, right? Mm-hmm. So they need the people. But Telluride was never I mean, times I've been there, it's never been crowded at all. Like it was freakishly empty. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, it's such, it's more of a pain in the ass to get to than it is to get to Jack. I mean, Jackson is so easy. I mean, you fly in and you're 15 minutes from the, from, you know, the town of Jackson and a half an hour from the resort. You're from the lodge for the the ski resort. But yeah, like the Telluride is, it takes a little effort to get there unless you're flying in a private jet. And just the way it was laid out and the size of it, like it could, it could have used more people anyway, you know? So I think for them, it's probably better just because of the mountain, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, I remember, yeah, we were skiing. It was actually four years ago. It was 2015. We were out in Telluride, which was right before we started doing this podcast. And that's what inspired us to, to go ahead and, and start it was our trip out there. We were, we were there on a Saturday. And I remember getting on one of those lifts and being like, I am not waiting in line on a lift on a Saturday. Like how yeah. crazy is that? Especially coming from the Northeast. Right. Yeah. It was so easy. It was so great. I mean, tell your ride again. I always tell people like, if you were to just pick a place to go to, like, that's my, that's usually what I would tell people is like my spot. I would, I would choose just because the mountain is so great. The town is awesome. Everything about it is just the right size. It's perfect. Yeah. Even All despite right. being on the Epic Pass. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so next up we have something that talks about both those points, point and counterpoint. <laughs> this is the conclusion of the point and counterpoint. I'll let you take this one. Oh, well, thank you. And this is from the folks at Outside Magazine. So you know exactly what their reaction is going to be to this. The mega season pass is killing skiing. Dun, killing it. Dun. I don't know about you, but last time I checked, skiing is still alive. So killing I think it. our sensationalist media here is getting a bit out of control. So they're talking about, you know, all the, the different resorts you know, how much it costs. And so an Epic Pass costs about 939 bucks and that gets you access to 67 resorts. The Icon is 949 and that gets you, it says 14 North American resorts. That sounds incorrect. There was at least like 30 or 40 on there. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about it. There's the consolidation and it's, you know, most of the resorts are being bought up by one of these two. And, you know, when you look at, as we talked about, a $209 lift ticket pass at Vail, you're like, yeah, I'm just going to buy an uh, Epic Pass and ski five days and get my money's worth. Um, but what they're, they're kind of going into a little more about it. And they're talking about how a lot of these, the towns themselves are, are sort of just everything is being out people are being pushed out because of the prices of things. So if you're on the Epic pass, the the value of the real estate in those towns is going up. So people are buying them up and renting them out. And yeah, they mentioned Stowe, right? On they that. mentioned Stowe as like the perfect example in the Northeast. Um, now the funniest thing is when, so we stopped in Waitsfield and mm-hmm. we went to uh, Mad Taco and went to um, uh, Lawson's. And at Mad Taco, we were talking about, we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go ski Killington. We're like, oh, what's really good? You guys ski Stowe a lot? They're like, Stowe? Fuck Stowe. <laughs> You're so mad. They're like, that's not real Vermont anymore. Like, they, they basically were like, it jumped the shark. So I thought it was pretty interesting, like, the local reaction. They were just like, no, nah, fuck Stowe. Well, yeah, because, you know, once Vale moves in, it really does change everything about the town. Yeah. They you said know, it's... Uh, it's not it's not a Vermont ski town anymore, they said. Not real Vermont. Yeah. And I mean the nice thing about Vermont, there is some of those places like a Mad River Glen, which is a co-op, you know. Mm. Killington is, I mean, they're owned by powder, which is still kind of a small, a smaller company, but they're on the um the icon pass. But it's only for like limited, I think seven days. Mm. So I don't think they've been affected as much. And then, you know, places like Jay, they keep saying are gonna be bought up. But you know, it's um well, I think, you know, the bottom of the article, they're actually talking about how the big passes are basically killing the affordability of the single day pass. Because if you had oh, yeah. a day to go, you could just jump out and go skiing. It's like now those are really expensive. And if you didn't have the icon, that's why people are getting those icon pass. So the way they're pricing it is they're killing that day pass. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, again, you look at what they what they cost. Uh, yeah. A single day pass at any of these, you know, crazy, right? Any of the Vail resorts, yeah, two oh nine for a ticket at Vail. It's absolutely bananas. And, it, and the article talks yes. about you go to different countries and you're going to world class resorts in, you know, Switzerland, Norway, Japan. 
Norway, 55 bucks for a, a day pass. Argentina, 40. Switzerland, 70. Japan, 50. I mean, that's that's way more realistic and palatable for people. I mean, yeah. for a family of four, like, could you imagine spending $209 a person? Dude, Valterens last year, I paid six days. I think it was like 260 euro for six days. That's so Isn't that crazy. Yeah. That's so funny. It's just totally not like in any realm of being close. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And again, like I, I, I really do wonder when there is an economic downturn, how any of this is going to be sustainable. It just seems like everything is really going to just plummet in price. Yeah. I just still think that we should go free. Everywhere we go. Well, I luckily the, the fine folks at Vale were able to hook us up when we went out there, yep. which we are very happy about. So thank you again, because we are Ski Media. Yes, we are, and we do a wonderful job and we provide a lot of good information. And we are speaking for the people because we are the people. We're the people. We're the people. We are the people. Yeah, and again, I don't. I, I'm concerned about where this is all going to go. I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think if they want that's ski, good, that's a good word and a good point. Cause I don't, I, I agree. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think people are going to, again, once this, once this economic downturn happens and it will happen very soon, how many people can afford to spend a thousand bucks for a, even an icon or a, an Epic pass for, you got a family of four or five, you're dropping four or five grand for that. When thing, when money starts getting tight, I don't I don't know. I don't see it. Well, it's bad enough when we have a bad winter. You hear all these stories about like businesses going out of, you know, going out in the in the ski towns, people that work there, they're not able to to continue to work there because they just can't afford, you know, days off, you know, that they didn't expect to because the snow sucks and they don't need as much staff there. Um, you know, with an economic downturn, you know, there's still no guarantee you're, you're going to have that good winter either, you know? Oh, yeah. I and mean, if you have the double whammy of having a bad winter and the downturn hitting at that time, it's going to get ugly. Like, it's going to get... Like, you're going to see that Vail stock price plummet. You're going to see sales of the passes drop. You're going to see real estate drop. Because, again, if you if you have a second or third house and in a ski town, like, that's the first thing you're going to get, get rid of or stop paying that mortgage on and have it foreclose if you if things start getting bad. Well, then people are going to turn around and point the finger at these big companies saying, you guys, you know, well, what are you going to do for us? You know? And they're going to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's the economies of scale that they've created, which are good when things are good and horrible when things aren't. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah, you know, it's like um, I don't know what is it fiddling, playing the violin on the decks of the sinking Titanic. Yeah, like I just I don't I don't know how this is gonna continue, but you know, right now it's great. They're all making good money. You know, the resorts are getting some. I think the resorts are getting a bunch of money from the parent companies to upgrade things, which is good. But I don't, again, the sustainability is the thing that concerns me the most. So on to the main topic. So Mario, you want to start us off with this? Yeah. So uh, our buddy, Rich at all about Opre, uh, he posted a really cool blog this week. Um, you know, sounding off the, the start of St. Patrick's day weekend uh, coming up this weekend. 
Uh, if anybody doesn't know, it's Sunday, but um, I'm sure you'll see a, a bunch of people puking green beer and green stuff and leprechauns <laughs> running around and maybe even skiing. But um, he actually, uh, this, this blog was really cool. He put the top five festivals you must attend this St. Patty's Day weekend. Um, and it was cool the ones that he, he put out because they're, they're local to us. They're in the north. Some of them in the Northeast, uh, some that are at Colorado. So, you know, kind of around. And uh, I guess he did his research, and I think he went to all these. His picture's at, at almost all of them, I think. But, um, yeah, so let's start with the first one. The Bud Light Shamrock Fest at Mount Snow, Vermont. Um, so he's saying this is a good time. I think he posted something on Instagram that he was going to be going up there. Uh, that's what it looked like. Yeah, and uh, they kick it off Friday with this "quote unquote" sick day, and they uh, <laughs> they have seventeen dollar lift tickets uh, and live music. So that's um, at Mount Snow, right? Mount Snow. That's so, cool. Pretty cool. They're doing something big for the weekend. Um, uh, I gotta say, um, I'm trying to think. For the past few years, I've been away for St. Patty's. I've been like skiing, hmm. like on like a away trip. Um, that's not a bad thing at all. No, not at all. But, uh, it's interesting. I haven't been around. So, but yeah, he's saying that, uh, the snow barn is going to be rocking. Um, all of Mount Snow is the snow barn ever not rocking. Be honest. (laughs) Are there ever like young men being molested by 40 something year old women? Uh, frequently, but, uh, uh, so, so there's that one going on. Uh, if you're out in Colorado, uh, Brian, you want to take the next one? You want me to get, grab this? I'm going to let you keep rolling with this, my man. Next one is the Bud Light Spring Jam in Aspen Snowmass, Colorado. Uh, so I got to say, Bud Light is uh, coming big with hosting these uh, these events. Um, so this one, Spring Jams, he says, is uh, definitely worth attending. Um, it's got Freestyle Friday. Um, Banks Slalom, Kick Aspen, Core Party, uh, Bud Light Hi-Fi Concerts. So sounds like a, a pretty big deal. Um, you're out there and you get to go. Send us some pictures. Love to see some photos and hear how it is. Uh, next, we got in Park City, St. Patrick's Day Celebration. Um, and Rich said he's been to that, which uh, I'm interested to talk to him about what kind of beer they have is it all four percent <laughs> 3.2 baby means you can just drink your face off the entire time and you won't get drunk um, but um he's saying uh take your pick he says you have a uh, park city mountain village or the umbrella bar in canyons village are pretty good uh and he says there's um operate you know there's a lot of people wearing green uh food specials and Irish swag around. So, uh, sounds pretty cool. I got then some snow- huh? I got and some snow- And then snowshoe West Virginia has the Valley Hooter. Um, I don't know why they do the Valley Hooter rather than just call it St. Patrick's, but, um, he says it suggests something a little out of the ordinary, but, uh, it's, it's a spring, more spring break weekend than it is a St. Patty's day event. So I guess it's kind of always falls the same weekend. Um, he says, um, he says snowshoes underrated and it's a hedonistic week long party. So, um, Oh boy. That description. Uh, 
if there's one thing I learned going to school down south and living down here a little bit, um, people down south like to party. I love the comment from the uh, the PR manager. He says it tends to get pretty rowdy, and that's for someone from West Virginia saying yeah. that. So pretty. pretty I like Rich's comment. He says, "Sound like you should uh, keep your helmet on for this one." <laughs> it's pretty off the hook. Yeah. Um, we got to get the snowshoe at some point. I know. I, I wanted to try to do it this year, but uh, that's like right on the. That's your closest ski resort, isn't it? It is, but it's like an 11 hour drive or I got to fly there and oh. then it's pretty expensive and the logistics. I was like, you know, I, I just went up to Killington. <laughs> I think we have to make the effort. We do have to make the effort. I think that'd be really cool. Hey, we could do like, that. We're at snowshoe. I don't know how the, how the weather is down there. I got to check. Check. Cause there was that, there was oh, one storm. I think it was last year. Gatlinburg. We could do a, we could do a twofer from uh, <laughs> snowshoe to Gatlinburg. Yeah, I actually have. I found out that I have. Uh, it's like almost family. It's uh, Andrea's cousin's Andrea's cousin's wife's parents live right outside of Gatlinburg. All right. So they're like, anytime you're down there, they're like, come on down. You can stay with us. I heard it's a pretty resorty place, even in the summer. It's supposed to be beautiful down there. Yeah. Yeah. Except during Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl weekend. Urban Ski Week. There's <laughs> 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 the uh, Snowplow Luau and St. Patrick's Day Pond Skim at Mountain Creek. Your old hood. The old hood. I don't know. It's been pretty cold up there, right? I don't know if they're going to have like. I'm not sure they're going to have snow up there. But she's going to be like 60 tomorrow. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is the home state mountain of choice near Richie says, uh, it's a, it's, you know, warmish weather inspired St. Patrick's day event, which is good. They have, and this is pretty early for the, uh, the pond skin, but uh, I guess since they have the weather, they might as well do it. Um, he said, uh, it's super fun at the red tail lodge. And, uh, I've heard the red tail lodge, like, so Steve and our buddy, Steve and John, they've been chaperoning their kids in the e club. Mm-hmm. And they've been going up there, and they said that that um, Red Tail Lodge is pretty pretty legit. They got a lot of good beers and good atmosphere and live music and stuff. So sounds uh, pretty cool. I'm sure that's a party. It's New Jersey. It's gonna get real Jersey up in there, right? And um, you know, speaking of you know, mentioned Rich's article talked about. Mount Snow, and they always do a really good job for St. Patrick's Day. I'm heading up there. I'm getting there St. Patrick's Day. I'm hanging out for Monday and Tuesday. Mountain Creek? Sadly, no. I'll be going to Killington, our home mountain. And they have a St. Patty's Day pregame going on on Saturday, uh, which should be pretty fun. And I'm trying to click on the link on the website, killington.com, and it doesn't seem to be working. Uh, all the other little, well, perhaps they're breaking the internet there at Killington. All the other links to the events going on right now are working, but unfortunately the St. Patty's pregame is not, but they, um, they usually have a couple things set up. It's weird because like you said, it's, it kind of breaks into spring break depending on, you know, your school schedule, but it also people, 
this is the time when it starts becoming just the hardcores that are still skiing because once you get to like mid March, mid late March, that's when everyone starts, you know, their kids are doing baseball or people are starting to do spring things. Like they don't want to think about snow or winter anymore. So it's kind of cool. That's, that's the one positive with, again, one of the big positives with spring skiing is that at this point, like the posers are not going to be showing up. You know, those people are there for MLK and presidents and Christmas week. This is all the people who are like really into skiing and still want to keep going and still want to get their turns in. So it should be pretty fun getting up there. And again, like we talked about earlier, the snowpack at so many of these places is, is so high still. I know, I think Killington is most of the entire mountain is still open. Oh, wow. There's two, there's two trails that are closed. 153 out of 155. Damn. That is awesome. Very cool. Because there was a time that was it two or three years ago when by this time, less than half the mountain was open. Yeah, it was, uh, it was that was a, a brutal year. winter, but. Very good year. Yeah. But this year, yeah, it's been, uh, it's looking great. Even devil's fiddle is still open despite having almost no snow on it. Now I'm looking at snowshoe now and they're saying almost the whole mountain's open. They got a 48 inch base, but it's 48 degrees right now. Hmm. Like now at like 10 o'clock at night. That's so some, uh, that's some West Virginia math right there. Yeah. But then they're saying Friday high of 50, but then Saturday high of 30, Sunday high of 31. So it's like, it's going to get, it's hot and they're going to have a little rain and it's going to deep freeze. Sounds like music to my ears. A little ice. Fresh, Fresh grapes. grapes. <laughs> Fresh grapes, baby. So if you're looking for something to do on St. Patrick's Day, there are plenty of great ski resorts that are um, that are there to help you out. And then, you know what? Again, we, we bitched about it earlier, and we all should, but about the daylight savings time. This time of year, too, like once you've gotten past daylight savings time, the mountains are a lot of fun because they stay brighter for longer. So you can, you can do more late, which is kind of fun. Might close at four, but you're still hanging out till seven. It's not yeah. You can, you can really hang for a while, which is a lot of fun. So wherever you're going to get out there and get your turns in this weekend, it'll be uh, it'll be a good time. And again, certain places are hitting it a little bit harder on St. Patrick's day, but no matter where you are, you know, there's always a, a pint of Guinness or a shot of Jameson around. So what was St. Patrick's day last year? Was it like on Friday or something? It must've been, no, it was a Saturday last year because I remember I, we did a, uh, a brewery tour locally last year. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, were you in, I'm sure they made big plans. <clears throat> remember, I think you had just got to Whistler because yeah. we hung out that Friday. Yeah. I was in Whistler for, we hung out Friday and then I flew out Wednesday or Tuesday to meet up with you guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Second year in a row. I was in a round. Beautiful right. thing. Hey, I'm not complaining. I try to, I try to get away and ski on my birthday and St. Patrick's Day. That's, as that's, it appears. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully you can get up, at least get up by, uh, up here in the next week or two. And we can figure out a plan and get some more turns in. Yeah. Good. Like I said, I will be at Killington and I'll be skiing by myself. Ich bin solo. Ich bin solo. Because of logistical issues, my uh my ski buddy 
will not be able to ski with me because oh. she'll be babysitting. <laughs> oh, so it's going to be me skiing by myself. So you're going to see some weird Instagram story posts. I can promise you that people got to stalk you. They got to hit you up. They're like, Brian, where are you at? Hey, if you want, if you're at Killington on Monday or Tuesday and you want to stalk me, just follow us at ski bum podcast on Instagram. And I will do my best to be as weird as possible. Yeah, DM us. Maybe, maybe you'll be able to hook up. Maybe yeah. Sushi Yoshi. If you want to buy me an eleven dollar sip of sunshine, I'm happy to drink it. I'll I'll friggin' cannonball that bad boy for you. I praise it the Yosh. I praise it the Yosh. Perhaps I definitely want to hit up Preston's. I uh, we did the apre there last time. That was a lot of fun. They had some some good food and a lot of uh, a lot of good beers on draft. And it's it's so easy too, like coming off the mountain. So. Yeah, right there. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be around. So if anyone yeah, wants to stalk me and uh, yeah, hit me up, I just hit ask you bum podcast on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, not Facebook. I won't check that, but Twitter or uh, Instagram I'll check. So hit us up. or if you have any good tips on St. Patrick's day, hit us up at ski bum podcast at gmail.com under the ropes. First up, this is from the Rob Report, one of our favorite news sources. The Beverly Hilton is taking fitness to the next level with a biohacking facility. Nice. This is really cool. Yeah, I want to stay there just for the biohacking facility. Seriously, right? So they now have a 6,000 square foot space by Upgrade Labs, which is a <laughs> calling it a gym would be a gross understatement because it goes far beyond that of treadmills and weight machines. Instead, the young company is devised by Bulletproof founder Dave Asprey and has created what it calls a biohacking human upgrade facility. Nice. What exactly is biohacking, you may ask? It uses science and technology to make his or her mind and body function better and more efficiently. So it's not about the latest fad diet or number on a scale. The biohacking technicians provide their clients with a full rundown of their personal biology and tailor personalized regimens according to achieve the best results. They're showing the picture here and yeah, it looks like they have the guy on the bike with like the the oxygen mask going to the machine, probably to gather some data and see where they're feeling. Let's say they have some sort of like infrared scanner too. Cool. And they mentioned cryotherapy. I've done that. That's pretty cool. Really frees you down real quick. Yeah, they have, uh, Demolition so they, they have the cryo, but they also have, um, this thing called the red charger, which exposes your body to red and infrared led lights to promote muscle recovery, decrease inflammation and boost mitochondrial function. And then they said, yeah, the cold hit. And that's a system that combines compression and cooling technology to help with strength gains while simultaneously accelerating recovery, pushing your body the furthest it can go. But they also have, um, like brain training too. Really? Yeah. Uh, Theta Delight. Helen, I got a whole brain changing thing going on. Seriously, this is this is almost like a some sort of like indoctrination center, more <laughs> than a like, hotel, right? To be like a long term spa, we like check in for like a month. Yeah, this is like I. Like, why would you ever leave this hotel? I mean, that's one like of the Hotel California. Like, Come on in, stay for two weeks instead of 
And just like the Epic Pass, I'm sure when the economy collapses, this place will be fine. It'll be fine. That's hopefully, me going there scoop it up for a song. Hopefully, Bulletproof Boy is uh, you know saving his money and not uh, not spending it all on these nonsense facilities. That's right. How many people can use this? Like, how many really people? I could see that, but you know, not coming to the local, uh, you know, Holiday Express anytime. It's not soon. coming to the Microtel in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's right. It's a fine hotel. I'm not trash the Microtel. It was wonderful. Awesome. All right. Well, next up we have what sex is really like after 70, according to X Confessions new documentary. So oh, that picture is just the picture on that page, man. (laughs) You can't unsee it. It's like that one Chappelle show where they had like the um, the 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 teachers like for like the sex education class. They're like, look at the two nastiest teachers and had them all greased up banging. To prevent uh, teenage pregnancies. That's right. It just gross the kids out so they won't even think about it. Exactly. Um, so there's a, a indie porn director, Erica Lust, and she came out with uh, Soul Sex, which is a new documentary. And it basically talks about, as you get older, um, you know, how much sex people really do have. So I guess one of the things she says in there is that... Um, they did a national poll and more than half, more than 50, 54% of the adults between 65 and 80 agreed that sex is important to their overall quality of life, but you wouldn't know it. So I guess like people in their aging days are banging still and nobody talks about it. But one of the things they say in the article is that they, they never sensationalize it. They always sensationalize on TV and in movies, like all these young kids, all, you know, in shape and prime of their life, just banging, but they never show like older people banging. So it's kind of, it's pretty interesting when they say like, that's just kind of what they put out and what people think about, but that's not the reality. So again, we're at people think because I saw it on the internet. It's true, but old folks be banging. It's a beautiful thing, be banging, man. You know, I had a, a friend of mine, his wife, she would talk about, I think it was like her grandfather or something. And he was saying like, again, I don't know how she knew about this, but she was saying her grandfather, like he couldn't, you know, his, his bits weren't working anymore, but he would still like, he liked the motion. So he would like do that to his, uh, his lady partner from 70 years or however long they were married. Banging, going to the old folks homes, banging everything that moves. Yeah. Wasn't there like a, a, wasn't there a spike a few years ago on like STDs with the, the old folks home? I think that was a thing happening. Uh, really, you know, man. Hey, we're all, we're all monkeys, man. That's all we want to do. You know, like really well, you have enough. Here's what's funny though. Like, so, you know, so young people today are looking at images, of young people, you know, having sex and, and doing things and feeling sexy and whatever, as they get old, they're going to be old people. And what I've seen happen in the, in the, younger generations is now instead of let, that's where everything starts moving up. Well, 40 is the new 30 and then 50 is a new 30. And then, you know, eventually it's going to be, well, I'm still pretty fit and, and able to do everything at 60. And it's kind of like, because they look at themselves as not being old ever, you know, mm-hmm. whereas 
I think it's just generationally, that's just how they look at things. So I can imagine that's going to be a thing going forward where, you know, we already have it where people are, are still in really great shape and they're older and they're looked at as like sex symbols. So one thing too, this is like a different kind of on a different topic completely, but probably ties into it somehow. There was an article that vice had this week and they were, it was kind of like a, I don't know if it was really an article, but it was a question that they posed. They said, what if we actually taught pleasure in sex education? Like how would that change people's perception of it? Cause you know, I, it's definitely changed over the last couple of decades, but it was always conceived, always perceived as <laughs> conceived, perceived as a negative thing, you know, like just don't do it. Abstinence, like just don't do it. Don't have sex. Right. But could you imagine if like our opinions changed enough that it was like, Hey, this is going to feel really, really good. And you're going to want to do it a lot. So you might as well just realize that from the start. And how would that change everybody's opinion? Because, I mean, it's it's definitely changed over, you know, my lifetime, seeing the way it's been perceived. And, you know, it was always, it was always like, it seemed like they would teach like, oh, girls are going to hate this. They don't want this at all. Guys want it. And then it's like, well, no, girls like it a lot too. And that's we that's changed. But it was always like the dirty secret that it was good. Like, felt good. Right? Yeah. And, but it was still taboo to do. And anybody older than a certain age, it was like, oh, that's disgusting, right? Right. So article talking about, well, it's not disgusting. People are enjoying it, and it's just part of life. And they they have a probably, in some cases, a more active sex life than some of the younger people. Because there's a lot of problems. You know, people have problems all the time. I think a lot of the older folks, too, They were. it almost probably took them that long to figure out that they they were allowed to enjoy it because that generation, they right. were still had that drilled in their head. Like, Oh, it's bad. And it's gross. And it's only for, for reproduction. And that's it. It's like, yeah. well, wait a minute. The Bible tells you you're supposed to, you know, uh, procreate and be fruitful. It's like, well, doesn't that mean to have a lot of sex to procreate more? Yeah. Yeah. It's all just, it's all just using manipulation to, and you got to put the rubber on the banana to, to demonstrate for them. And it freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we definitely in this country have a weird relationship well, with all things that bring like anything that brings pleasure. You know, look at marijuana. Marijuana, sex, like it's always just been taboo. You know, it's yeah. always been a negative connotation. When really they're they're two of the most amazing things that you can have in your life. Well, there's a lot of problems that get like so if you treat it like it's taboo, there's a lot of mental problems that get created because of that and fetishes that get created because everybody looks at it as, oh, it's taboo. You know, it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. Didn't they get rid of sex ed for a while or some schools got rid of it? I'm sure in Kentucky they did. I think for a while, it thought, a lot of places got rid of it and they brought it back. So I don't know. People would be fucked up through generations. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And then what are they teaching there? They're teaching biology, safe sex, like, like you said, what are they teaching? They're not teaching pleasure. They're not teaching, you know. Kind of abstinence was like the. They're not teaching they how to do you. something right. <laughs> I just <laughs> remember seeing. Screw well. I mean, they just showed the baby flying out, like the the birthing video, and you're like, whoa! You're like, holy shit! Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is what's gonna happen. So don't do it. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I'll go smoke some rock instead. 
All right. And we got one final story here. This is a weird one. I need your help with this one because uh, two Canadian brothers with a stupid plan to drive through the U.S. with 21 jugs of gasoline and no license plate ended up shutting down a border crossing for 12 hours and being charged with terror-related hoax. It is ridiculous. So this was a stunt that they pulled. And they were trying to see if they could drive the entire length of the United States into Mexico without stopping for gas, presenting identification, or putting license plates on their car. It seems like a, a wonderful weekend plan. So... These idiots went, they ended up in U.S. custody after a six-hour standoff because I guess they were still trying to do this stupid thing. And I think they wound up getting, they got three months in jail on Friday to get sentenced. Wow. The, the one guy actually has a freaking Hitler mustache. Oh <laughs> I guess it's like a wannabe jackass or something. It's freaking hilarious. Why would you do that? I don't know. They must have been like huffing ethanol or something before they decided to do this. So that's why they had a shitload of gas, but like, yeah. Now, so, I wonder if terrorism charges, there's a whole bunch uh, of shit. Now, if he didn't have the Hitler mustache, would that have changed the border guards perception of him? No, I'm surprised they didn't get shot. Honestly. Yeah. Plates like if I'm almost embarrassed that they didn't get shot. Like, yeah, why, why, why would you not? So these are the the Rua brothers, the Roy brothers. <laughs> not the Roys. <laughs> yes, we're gonna say they're French Canadian. They're Roas. The Roas, yeah. Damien and Bailey Roa. The geniuses Bailey and Damien. <laughs> the Nobel Prize goes to Damien and Bailey Roa. What a bunch of dumbass, but it sounds awesome. Like you, you read the whole thing and they're talking about, um, they saw the gasoline and they said, they immediately shut down the border. They blocked all traffic, police dogs, drones came out. Like there was a shitload of stuff that went into effect right away that I don't think they were, um, they were planning on. They said sorry a bunch of times and it just wasn't enough. What's crazy is to like they talk to the dad and the dad's like, well, yeah, they're really into survivalism. Uh, That's not making the case any better. Yeah. The father goes on. He says they have no respect for law enforcement whatsoever. They go for the reaction. That's about the best thing I can say about it. (laughs) Oof. Yeah, they're going to get a little respect for the law, I'm sure. Just a little bit. Maybe put you in here with these violent criminals. Yeah, right. They hang out here for a little bit. Yeah. So they did this in Maine. So, where, so wait, they may want to stop them. So they did this in. They were leaving Nova Scotia, and they were trying. They drove through Maine. So it's not like they were driving from like British Columbia down like the five all the way into Mexico. They had to go just like. <laughs> Like all the way across, if if they had gotten past Maine, which yeah. they didn't, obviously, they would have gone across like the entire like Bible Belt to get over to like Texas to get into Mexico. Well, I guess once they got in, I guess they they probably would have gotten stopped with the uh, with the no plates on the car, <laughs> potentially. And the Hitler, the Hitler mustache. I think that was the uh, 
that was the thing. I mean, the plates is like you can overlook the plates. They fell off, maybe. Yeah, but Hitler running around there with the the Hitler mustache, the gasoline, the no plates. Like you're just you're you're just asking to get pulled over. Yeah, that's. I felt like shit just went really wrong. And drones and dogs. <laughs> is that a half uh, a six and a half hour standoff? <laughs> Isn't that nuts? What a dick move. Imagine being like the car right behind them. Yeah, like, <laughs> You're like, oh, why did I choose this lane? <laughs> come on. I just want to get into free. I just want to. Or even better, imagine being the car in front of them. Like you cut them off so you could get ahead of them in that lane. They put you through. And you look back and also you see like the, the SWAT and the helicopters and the dogs come rolling in. You're like, yes. And that guy probably had like 10 pounds of weed in his car. God damn. Crazy. Like suck it, fascists! They've done a bunch of dick things. So they said uh, it disappeared for a few weeks after camping, sparking a massive search and rescue effort in Halifax. <laughs> like, wow! I'm surprised that these guys are still allowed to do anything. I wonder if these guys have a skeezy. Uh, oh, they might. They're probably trying to get their own reality show. Is what they're trying to get. Yeah, they should start their YouTube channel. I'd follow them. Hey, you know what? Didn't happen in Florida this time. This is Canada. This is well, Nova Scotia is like the Canadian Florida, pretty (laughs) much, isn't it? (laughs) It's it's Canadian. It's Florida, Canada. Northern Florida. (laughs) Florida, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, The Florida Nova Scotia line. That's right. Yes, Nova Scotia. You are Canada's Florida. I wish there was a video of this. Oh, I know, right? Video out there somewhere. Yeah. So our recommendation, don't carry 22 gallons of gasoline in your car and don't have a Hitler mustache and keep the license plates on your car. You'll be fine. You think the Hitler mustache is what threw him over the top, right? I think that was just the uh, the coup de gras. Is that, that the proper term? That was the send out the drones move. <laughs> yeah. That was like, all right, I could... Yeah, you look past all the gasoline. You can look past the plates, the Hitler mustache. That's gonna gonna raise some red flags. Release the hounds and the drones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> release them all. Release them all. New Hitler with a lot of gasoline. Yep. <laughs> no plates. Oh, all right, so I guess that wraps up the podcast for the week. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Check us out, skibonepodcast.com. Send us an email, skibonepodcast at gmail.com. We're on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at skibonepodcast. We are on Pinterest as the Highfalutins. Search for us on YouTube. We are on SoundCloud as highfalutin-skibum. And what else is there? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be at Killington. You'll be in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, going up to... I'm going to go across the border, but I'm not going to go with no plates and gasoline and a Hitler mustache. I'm just going to go normal. That's the smart way to do it. I'm going to fly a plane, preferably one that hasn't been grounded in the last few days, and just get up there, do our thing. That's a beautiful thing. But yes. Uh, from Winnipeg. Hey. That's right. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, I think I'm See you.